daily show that is called Weekly because I am in a period of weakness that may someday soon become strength and is in fact already strength. That's something I think I want people to really know is that I'm not trying to say I'm weak and I suck. That's not what I'm saying at all with this show title, Weekly. Someone brought that up recently. Oh, is this a way to evade criticism? Sure. I feel like most podcasts are ways to evade criticism. Because when you read podcast criticism, it feels insane. And when you have podcast criticism, you leave. That being said, uh, yeah, I have so few people listening to this right now that uh, I don't expect too much criticism. And if I get it, it'll be constructive. I want to make something nice. I just touched a part on the microphone that's kind of discolored. So, yeah, I just think this is a this is gonna be so far four days a week. That's my little challenge over the summer. Just do four days of little bite-sized thought packets for your brain to ingest and feel good about. And that's Nick Flanagan Weekly. It's every week, but it's more than once in the week. And it's strong in terms of how often I put it out. Everything else about it is weak. How are you doing? I'm feeling pretty good. Stayed up late last night. Not too late, but just the usual time puttered around, read old comic books, read old Dungeons and Dragons magazines, uh, stuff I'm finding in the basement still fascinates me, and oh man, I love the culture of Dungeons and Dragons, it is like a warm blanket over me, I just, I I can't get enough of of Dragon Magazine, there's a column by the creator of Dungeons and Dragons, Gary Gygax, you know I was reading that, and um, Gary Gygax is wonderful because he's... He's not alive anymore, but uh, he he was part of this rise of people in the 70s who were super smart, regular people, sort of pompous, tell it like it is people. George R.R. R. Martin is like of that ilk, if you're wondering the personality type. And yeah, Gary Gygax, I guess, got a column in Dragon Magazine near the end of his life, and... Um, just told it like he is. Why they think you're idiots was a big part of uh, his his uh, constant columns were always about why the, these people think you're stupid, why advertisers are trying to ruin the pure thing that Dungeons & Dragons started as. He turned into sort of an Andy Rooney type, which is all we can ever hope to become. Either an Andy Rooney type or a Dick Van Dyke type. Take your pick, who do you want to be? Hello, I'm Dick Van Dyke. That's Dick Van Dyke right now. There's like two types of old guy voices. There's the... (laughs) And there's the... Hello! (laughs) Which are you going to be? I'm going to be the... uh, Lucas Stello, Bud Abbott, heavy seg... (laughs) Guy. That's what I'm going to be. That's what I'm going to be. Big news day... Every day, every single day, big news day. Alex Jones deplatformed, as they say, hit 
cool new word, deplatformed. What do you think of that? Uh, write me at weeklypodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to know what you think about Alex Jones' videos being removed from Facebook and YouTube and his Spotify podcasts removed, Apple Music removing his podcasts, other platforms, I'm sure, following suit. Not Twitter. Twitter knows where their bed is their bed is buttered. You ever lie down on a buttered be- bread bed? Have you ever lay down upon a buttered bed? It is uh, so comfy. I just think Alex Jones has some very odious things to his credit harassing the Sandy Hook kids um, saying shootings were fake having to apologize for his Pizzagate coverage which led to a lot of crazy stuff happening including people showing up at a pizza parlor with a shotgun um that stuff's really bad. That stuff affects the real world. That was always the thing about Alex Jones when I... I, for, I don't know how you discovered him, but I, I probably first discovered him... I want to say 15... 13... No, yeah. Years ago. 15 to 13 years ago. People sharing those loose change type of videos where he was in the Joker outfit yelling at everyone... Hey, hey you, you know they're lying to you, right? And I was like, uh, I should like this, but it's stressing me out. I didn't like his commitment to the bit. And um, at that time, those kinds of guys seemed like they were just relegated to the pot cafes of Toronto. Fringe culture, as they call it, just people who thought there was a second world where interesting stuff was happening and um, turns out everybody thinks there's a second world and what he was doing was completely addictive and then eventually uh, used specifically against one political side and it became sort of a potent weapon and definitely drove the discourse I mean Alex Jones is at the tippy top of a pyramid that has, you know, Mike Cernovich and Jack Postbluck and all these other people, Laura Loomer, all these other people who are just, like, super annoying and as uh, damaging. And they're still on YouTube. They're still on Facebook. They're definitely still on Twitter. They're going to stay on Twitter. If you took away the conservative base from Twitter, or whatever you call that base, I guess they're conservative, except they basically act like performance artists. (laughs) So they're like the most flamboyant conservatives I've ever seen. And outside of William Buckley. They, uh, if you took that away, Twitter would not have the same numbers it does. So they're never getting rid of it. Not to mention... My God, what would, uh, quote, left Twitter talk about if it wasn't talking about all these people 
self-owning all the time. I mean, it's literally their existence is part of what's fueling Twitter. That and people talking about, like, Beyonce and Nicki Minaj. They have a pretty pretty good fan base. So, yeah, that shit ain't good enough Twitter. Don't think about it. And, yeah, if you don't get rid of the other stuff from YouTube. I mean, YouTube became a cesspool because of big money funding for a lot of people. So, (laughs) there's a cat meowing. And I think that if you have that level of funding for, for certain political ideologies, you're going to... You're going, they're going to have a platform. So just because that gets knocked out, there will be something. I just think this war of cancellation, people trying to get rid of people from different projects for whatever reason... I said it, you know, yesterday or the day before, the episode before, where it, it's just... It's a hard thing for the left wing to win. These are literally people who's... You know, a lot of them are truly humanists at their core. So they're going up against people who are registered gun owners filled with fury and vengeance. Plus, the main thing that is happening here is we're watching people messing with each other's money, which somebody told me once upon a time was one of the um, number one things you shouldn't do. I was at a show, part of this festival I was in, the founder is disgraced now, one of the founders, and uh, we were on tour, it was a big show with comedians and rockers, we were in Brooklyn and I was like under, I don't know, death by audio, some old time house venue, kind of DIY venue. 3 a.m. and I was in a bodega and a guy in the bodega was just like letting his money drop to the floor. Dropping his ones on the floor. He didn't care. He was counting his money and was just falling on the floor. I thought it was cool, but I'm a, a dork, so I, as I'm passing by this guy, I go, oh, you're dropping your money. Uh, hey, man. Uh, you know you're dropping your money, eh? And... <laughs> He goes, I know. That's it. And I just kept it moving. And I told my friend that night what happened. And he said, man, don't talk, don't talk to someone about his, own, his money. He knows what he's doing with it. You're messing with his money. And that's exactly what is happening here. People's money is getting messed with. And I think that that is going to create a level of vindictiveness that's quite bad. And really can't be sustained in the environment we live right now. And, and we're seeing this on multiple sides, right? Sam Sater almost got kicked off of MSNBC for a Rome Polanski joke from like seven years ago. James Gunn, again, I talked about that the other day. Fired for his tweets. The guy who played Drax is like, I'm going to leave the role if James Gunn, if we don't use his script. Well, they'll use his script. They'd be fools not to use the script. That script is on the level of uh, 
you know, a Noel Coward play, I'm sure. Um, so witty. Un- irreplaceable. But honestly, you can't get rid of that script. That's a, um, that's what they need. But, but yeah, it's like, it's just gonna keep happening, and I just want there to be a truce declared, okay? We say stupid shit. We all say stupid stuff. We all do stupid things. Can we just not treat it like... I don't know. It's serious? That's the problem with Alex Jones, was that this guy's wrestling take on life wound up getting adopted by a lot of his listeners, and they're just not breaking kayfabe, basically. They're just loving it so much, they're living in that world. And that's their reality now. People are creating their own realities and living within them because we're all so isolated. I know you heard a cat, but that was just a pillow I squeeze to make a cat noise. I'm so isolated. (laughs) That's all. That's all I got for you today. Last night, yesterday was a pretty long episode. But I really want to know what you think about this. I know it's a tired subject, but there's something important about it going on because it's literally just all of these different platforms people are expressing themselves on are being... There's like a war of attrition between the two based on behavior, based on perceived politics. It's not healthy. I think one side is reactive and the other is... Well, both sides are reactive. One side is reactive to what's going on with the government and things that they're directly opposed happening, and then the other side is reactive to those people being mad. So maybe that's the problem, is two sides are just being so reactive. Weeklypodcast at gmail.com W-E-A-K-L-Y at gmail podcast at gmail.com I'm Nick Flanagan your kind host there is a cat there is a cat his name's Manny his name's Manny the cat's name is Manny and I have a cat here and it's nice um alright Follow me, Twitter, blah, 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 Instagram, blah, blah, blah. I have an album called Wiped Privilege I'd like you to check out. It's a comedy album. I know this hasn't been the funniest thing in the world, but believe it or not, when I turn on that juice, oh, the nectar pours. So, live, laugh, love. This episode has been... Next time you're riding the Bathurst Station subway, get a beef patty. It's on me. Just use the promo code Nick when you walk up to the lady at the store in the subway and say, my promo code Nick, they will charge you $2 for the beef patty.
night, y'all. I mean, good day, y'all. Enjoy whenever you listen to this. Uh, Peace be with you. Please like and subscribe. (laughs) Tell your friends about this if they're enjoying. If you're enjoying this, tell your friends. Hopefully I get to do comedy in your town sometime soon. Or even better, hopefully I get to go on vacation in your town sometime soon. This is the bonus part of the podcast. The part at the end where I just keep talking because the classical guitar plays. And I speak in this way. Alright, y'all. When I say one, you say one. One.